0: You're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon. I'd like to welcome back on the program Cruzzy McCallaghan. Cruz, it's great to see you today. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. It's a beautiful day outside. It's lovely and breezy and autumnal. I can see we're both wearing longish sleeves.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Wow, I love your background. So we are on Facebook Live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Do join us. You'll be able to see Cruise's wonderful, lovely shoreline, beachy, sandy background. So where are you on
1: theme today? Yes.
0: Where are you taking us?
1: Yeah. So we're we're going to be chatting about starfish. been chatting about starfish. Two reasons. One, I've been spending an ungodly amount of time at Ocean Park recently with my toddler. <laughs> I missed it when it was closed, and I'm happy to be back. And of course, um seeing the starfish at the aquarium there. And two, because of the rise of that Netflix documentary that you may have seen, My Octopus Teacher. Have you I watched it yet? I love
0: that. Yes. Right. Oh, it's a tearjerker. Oh, that one.
1: I know. Oh. It's beautiful. So. So, but I mean, thinking about that movie and that kind of incredible way that we don't we don't know as much as we think we do about animals under the sea. I thought I would look into the starfish a little bit, and it turns out we don't know as much as we thought we knew about animals under the sea. So that makes sense. Um, starfish, they're um, they're remarkable, actually. I mean, they come in all different sizes and colours and shapes and things like that. But they are kind of unlike any other animal we know, really. Um, a couple of uh, quick like. Quick fire starfish facts um, is that they have no brain and no blood. Right. So they they're actually they have no brain and no blood and they use filtered seawater to pump nutrients through their nervous systems. So they don't have kind of so it's incredible the, the way that they're adapted to the environment they're in um they also should not be called starfish now you may remember when i did jellyfish a while ago we talked about jellyfish and they're also they shouldn't be jellyfish they should be sea jellies and starfish should be sea stars and that's the reason because they're actually more related to things like sand dollars and sea urchins they don't have gills scales or fins like fish and so they're not classified as fish so scientists who hear us hear us say look at the starfish will be going, "It's." sea star it's true yeah.
0: in chinese it's called hoi singh which means sea star ocean
1: star yes yes, yes we think exactly so you're doing it in cantonese you get it right okay but um they actually belong to the phylum echinodermata which um as i so that is a the group that they belong to exhibits radial symmetry so that means that the parts of their body are arranged around a central axis axis, sorry, axis, Um, and that many, many sea stars have five point radial symmetry because their body has five sections, which is why we call them a sea star, I suppose. But this um, and this means they don't have an obvious right hand side and obvious left hand side. They only kind of have a top side and a bottom side that are quite different to each other. Um, They also have spines, which are uh, which are less pronounced in sea stars as they would be in, for example, sea urchins. and then. You know, most of us are familiar with five-armed sea stars, but actually not all of them have five arms. Some have many, many more arms, including the sun star, which can have up to 40 arms. Ah!
0: 40. 40 arms.
1: 40 arms. Sorry, 40 arms. Really really, really remarkable. And this is, okay, so you may have remembered from the My Octopus Teacher documentary that one thing that all made our hearts go, was the fact that the octopus only had a lifespan of about a year, Right. Guess how long a sea star lives for?
0: I want to say five. I don't know. It's just a guess.
1: Up to 35 years. <gasps> wow.
0: Up
1: That's amazing. Up to 35 years. Isn't that incredible?
0: I had no idea. I thought they would have a shorter lifespan, but, you know.
1: Yeah, But they don't. Um, (laughs) It's really amazing. And a lot of the things that a lot of the reasons that we've we've um, these poor sea stars have not had as much scientific investigation as we would have hoped they would have had um, is because we really have always had kind of low expectations for complexity. And what I mean by that is that um, we've historically sea stars were viewed as simple creatures without complicated behavior. Um, But in fact, behavior and body form have been shown to be remarkably complex in sea stars. Um, Scientists have known about sea stars, um, eyes, for example. So we've we've known about the concept of sea stars having eyes, which I'll explain a little bit more in a minute, for about 200 years. So we've known that sea stars have eyes. I'm doing doing air quotes. Aside from studying their structure, people haven't really done much on studying sea star eyes. Because if you look at a sea star, you're like, where are Where are the eyes? So apparently this is this really remarkable thing about sea stars is that they actually have a very very primitive eye on the ends of all of their arms and this is such a primitive eye it's like they say think about it as being about 200 pixels so it's kind of just telling you light and dark in a very very basic way like there's something darkish there a and there's shadow something yeah there. And um, which seems like a very basic thing to do. But of course, the fact that they can do that They haven't really needed to develop great vision um, because even though it's a very crude image they have, it's enough for them to be able to recognize large immovable structures like coral reefs, rocks to hide underneath, places where they're going to find food. So basically, if you weren't able to move off the sandy flat that we can imagine a sea star being on, um, it's quite hard for things to just live on a sandy flat on the bottom of the sea. They need, you know, animals need things to cling to and interact with everything else. So if they hadn't been able to find food, they would have starved and they wouldn't have survived. But they've survived for a very, very long time. So the idea is that they basically can see light and dark enough to to get to somewhere they can find food. Now, when they find food, it gets super interesting because they do something um, revolting and miraculous at the same time. They eject their stomachs. So this is incredible. So they're actually an incredibly effective predator. And we don't really think about a sea star as a predator. You know what I mean? You're not like, oh, watch out for the sea star. You know, it's like you think it's like slowly moving one arm towards you. I mean, every footage we seem to have of a sea star is extremely sped up time-lapse photography, right? So, you know, it doesn't seem like a a very scary predator. But they feed on a wide range of food from um, mussels, clams, and oysters. Now, of course, if we think about those those creatures, mussels, clams and oysters, those are designed to be quite protected against things. Right. I mean, I have you ever tried to open a mussel without cooking it? Just pull one open at the sea. star does that I mean? It's, a, it's really incredibly tough. hard. Yep. No. Nope. <laughs> um, and so what basically what they do is they will hunch over their prey and then they use their tube feet. Because actually underneath the sea star, they have tiny little tube feet that help them move. They don't really move like walking on their five legs underneath their arms. They have these little tube feet. And they will simultaneously grip the prey and then clamp down onto the seabed to prevent it escaping. So they squash it down. This is all happening in terrifying slow motion. Like if the same thing was happening to you on our scale, it would be terrifying. Now, if the prey is small enough, the sea sea star will then swallow the entire animal, internally inflating its stomach, which is located in the center where all the arms meet. So it's underneath center point. And then while holding this death grip position, it will then gradually dissolve the edible soft tissues using enzymes and then eject the inedible hard shell parts. OK, so it just goes. It's like it's a proper like monster image. Right. It just t- literally takes what it needs and spits out the waste. Very but the
0: fly sci-fi type. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Now, if their their prey is too big to insert into their stomachs directly, it doesn't stop the sea star. Um, Instead, it uses its powerful arms and tube feet to pull the two shells slightly apart. Okay, so it pulls the two shells apart a little bit and then ejects its stomach into the gap so it can break down the soft tissue inside the prey and then slurp it up like using a straw. (laughs) So it's it's like it's the stuff of science fiction um so yeah so it's, it's this incredible incredibly like um incredibly well-developed thing for something that moves very slowly can only see 200 pixels at a time it looks and it can do harmless as well
0: i mean if i was a, an animal you know along on the beach seeing a starfish approach me i as a sea star approach me i'd be like oh you know it's no threat to me Yeah, he looks so cute I looks think, like so. a star
1: I mean, delightful right they even sound pretty um <laughs> But yeah, so that's not the only remarkable thing about them. So um, as I mentioned, um, so as a a little bit more about their eyes. So um, they, they, as I said, they possess these sort of crude eyes at the tip of each arm. And these contain different lenses, which can kind of create one pixel kind of of what they see. So it becomes quite a pixelated image, if you imagine. Um, Scientists have shown that deep sea starfish species, because starfish Sorry, sea stars are found all over the world in tropical oceans, even in polar regions they're, they're, they're incredibly well adapted to different environments.
0: Even in Hong Kong, we you know, Hoi Ha Wan, you know, I mean that the numbers exactly. have gone down, but, you know, it's home to many beautiful sea stars.
1: Absolutely. So what they found that uh, several deep sea starfish species. So these can be found up to one kilometre beneath the, um, the water's surface. Now, this is where no sunlight can penetrate. OK. Um, Sorry, I'm just hanging up on somebody at the same time. Um, I, I, we can't uh, so see it because no of the background. Can, um... <laughs> it just looks like you Yeah, at the beach, someone's calling me at the beach. Um, no sunlight can, um, can penetrate, but they can still see despite the dark. Now, most species that can see in the dark depths of the ocean like this have more sensitive eyes, but actually cruder images. So these uh, starfish appear to see more clearly than... Tropical counterparts who live in the shadows where there's more light. So they actually find that this crude eye is even more advanced for the for the sea stars that are deeper down and can see even less, which is fascinating. And researchers have suggested different reasons for this. Some species appear to clearly um, see clearly in a horizontal direction, but then less in a vertical direction. Um, direction which makes sense if they're an organism that lies on the sea floor so they don't need to see up and down they just need to see what's ahead of them horizontally and others um, have less ability to detect changes um, in what they're seeing over time as well so two of these um, visual species um, they also have uh, they're also bioluminescent which means they can produce short glowing flashes across the surface of their bodies and apparently it's likely that the combination of these tiny light flashes and the ability to see clearly allows deep sea starfish to communicate with potential mates so even though they have very little they can just they can literally just shine like a little star for a while we're actually Um, doing
0: light um, in sign language
1: exactly yes light (laughs) (laughs) um And so, of course, we'd also, we all know uh, sea stars as well for the fact that they can regenerate. So they have different ways of, um, uh, they have different ways of Um, they have different ways of reproducing they can reproduce sexually by um, releasing gametes into the water and meeting a mate but they can also reproduce asexually so uh, um, what's interesting is a lot of their internal organs can be within those arms themselves so when an arm breaks off it can kind of grow a new starfish (gasps) from the arm that it's broken off
0: wow whoa that's so cool yeah
1: that is so cool.
0: That is sci-fi. That's like science fiction stuff. Sorry, I don't know why. I put <laughs> it's like real cloning
1: technology. That's really um, cool. And of course, what's remarkable about this is it's it's like it's like a double double pronged thing. So, um, of course, things like other fish and crabs that are preying on the starfish itself could bite off an arm of a starfish. If there's a struggle, um, then a species of um, starfish sometimes voluntarily break off their own arm, kind of like the gecko tail reflex right they lose the tail that distracts you with that one and gives the rest of the body some time to escape but incredibly they can then regenerate a whole new arm and if you find um just like the octopus in the octopus
0: teacher without exactly, giving too much exactly like
1: that it does take a while for them to grow a new arm but as we've just learned they can live for up to 35 years so they're not really in a hurry if like for a period of time they had one less arm than they did before um which is quite remarkable i think Amazing. but there's so much more science going into this at the moment because of course the the fact that they have these incredible regenerative properties is interesting for us to Learn about what that means. How, you know what genes are. Impo- uh, what genes are coded? What does that mean for us? The fact that we're talking about um, people are becoming a lot more interested in the way that sea stars see can also maybe tell us a little bit more about how our own vision evolved. How we evolved. You know, creatures from the depths of the ocean and came up and how we started seeing things as well. Um, and yeah, so it's and the fact that they do all of this without really a. Um, the, a circulatory system made up of seawater, not of blood. But they—they're they're, basically—they're a, 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 using the currents. They're using the filters of water movement around them to keep their systems going. Which is why they cannot survive outside of water, and they cannot survive in fresh water either. They have to be in salt water. Um, so yeah, so I find them just this really, really remarkable creature, Noreen. And, I'm so um, I hope glad you.
0: I... Y- yes, you've enlightened myself and our <laughs> listeners, no doubt. By the way, David on the Facebook page uh, says hello, everyone. Hello, David. David thank you for tuning in hello yes hello, <laughs> um hope you found st- yeah, so it it's C- it's really really C-star fascinating Yes, sorry, a, a, a lovely cleaner just coming, So I was just waving and uh, saying, Sweetie. no, no. We'll just wave a lot of
1: stuff going on <laughs> in our respective species today. Have you, <laughs>
0: have you got any sea stars? Uh, you see, I'm still trying to remember to call them sea stars. Sea I just stars, the yeah, Chinese. I know. Yeah, hoising.
1: Know. It's, it's one of those things that's like, it, it's not exactly politically incorrect, but they definitely meet some scientists who are like, uh-uh, no, thanks. That's yeah. right. Do you have any um, quotes I on t- them? I have two quotes today. Um, the first one is from Madeline de Lengel, who said, I mean, the star fu- starfish is still pretty much a mystery, even to the people who know most about it. So she was just talking about the fact that it's a mystery that even those people who are studying it still are like, we know that it does this, but we don't know why, which is remarkable. And I love whenever we discover those sorts of things here on Earth. Um, and the other one is from Anonymous, <laughs> who I thought was a real person when I was a child anonymous yeah. <laughs> um which an anonymous quote which said never ask a, cease a starfish for directions
0: <laughs> i like that a lot <laughs> all right well cruzy thank you so much for your sharing this week and you'll be back again with us uh, next wednesday with our midweek audio column thank you very much for your time take care <laughs>